Welcome to Ted In Your Head, the podcast where we grab a hold of our minds and ask, what's happening here? Where we answer the question, what can I do with this? And where we seek to powerfully decide, this is what I want to create. This is your host, Ted Moreno. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, a success performance coach, and a fellow explorer of what is possible. Come on, let's check it out. Greetings and welcome to Ted In Your Head podcast, episode number 28. Today we have another installment of my Ted In Your Head interview series. In this series, I'll be interviewing experts on diet and nutrition, alternative health modalities, physical and mental wellness, as well as lifestyle and people I just find really cool. Remember, Ted In Your Head is all about grabbing a hold of your mind and asking, what's happening here? What can I do with this? And what can I create? Today, my guest is Alita So. Alita So has a business called Alita Designs, which is a unique boutique jewelry business based in LA with designs that carry meaningful messages inspired by truths from her own life and her experience as a marriage family therapist. Her intent is to share these coaching messages through designs that are wearable and help focus her customers' thoughts. Alita is known for the originality of her unique designs, as well as the quality of her product and how much her clients love the messages behind her, their jewelry that means something to them and the loved ones who, re- who receive Alita design jewelry as gifts. Hi, Alita. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Ted. I'm really glad to be here. This is fun. Yes, it is fun. And it's even more fun for me because I am wearing an (laughs) Alita Design ring that you have made for me. And I'm so incredibly happy and so impressed. And that's what made me have you on as my guest. I'm glad. I'm glad you love it. Your work is just awesome. Oh, thanks, Ted. It, It makes me so excited when clients have that kind of reaction. That's what I go for. That's what that's what makes me feel oh satisfied. I did the I did what I wanted. I did I achieved it. Well, you did so. what I wanted too. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. And it added some fun things. So good. It looks great on you. Thank you. Thank you. So let me ask you a question. How did you get into being a jewelry designer? Oh, wow. How did that happen? What a story. I'm you know, I I've, I've asked a lot of friends this too, and I've been asked to speak with some women's network groups and business groups about my story because I think everybody has such a unique story. For me, I feel like it chose me, which, and, and you know, it's, I say that only because I wasn't expecting to be doing this, but I want to say now almost um, 15 years ago, 14 years ago, I was uh, full on focusing on um, getting my master's at Northwestern university for marriage family therapy. And I was a student and one of my roommates, not, not a marriage family therapist, uh, but she was one of my roommates and, uh, she would make jewelry. Uh, that was how she supported herself. So I've always loved to do things with my hands, always love fun, beautiful things, meaningful things since I was a kid. So, you know, kind of as a de-stressor and just a hobby, I decided, Hey, why not? I love learning new things with my hands. So I'm like, why don't you teach me? So that's how I learned. So that was 15 years ago. And I would say now about three and a half years ago, um, I was working at Nestle fast forward I had my license as marriage family therapist. I moved back to Los Angeles from Chicago and I decided to take a break. Anyway, long story short, um, 
started creating a piece that then auctioned off for a charity, for a nonprofit. And I thought, huh, I could marry my love of design with some meaningful messages and giving back. So So that's a very interesting story, especially when you said it chose me. Uh, In my work as a hypnotherapist, I work with a lot of people that are trying to find their path Mm. and they're worried about what they're going to do with the rest of their life or they're unhappy with their job or they're looking to make a change. And certainly this mirrors mirrors my own experience of not really getting it together till I was in my 40s. So um, it's interesting how we sometimes just have to be open to something showing up. And it sounds like that's what happened to you. Well, that's a good way to put it, Ted. I like that. So um, how do you come up with your designs? And the reason I ask that question is because even when you were starting the process of designing my ring, you already had a sense of what it was going to look like. And I found that very interesting. Um, And I wasn't really sure what that would look like, but when it Mm-hmm. You know, when you produce the ring, I was like, that's just perfect. So how do you come up with the design? Okay, uh, this is good. Um, I think every designer artist, you know, says that their inspiration comes from somewhere. For me, I've noticed this. It's, it's actually, it's been interesting because I've observed myself as a designer, you know, as well. It, for me, it's just an intuitive process. It's, it's so deeply intuitive. I'm not always conscious of that process, but I can tell you that like other jewelry, uh, custom jewelry I make, or even designs I create in my everyday line, I feel like it's something inspired from my faith walk, from my meditation time of prayer and something truthful comes out of that time. And I get inspired to make something or purchase a piece of stone that means something uh, yours is a garnet faceted. That's a triangle. It's a unique shape. And at that moment in time, I was going through some life journey transitions and triangles kept on popping up and there's symbolism behind that. Um, for me, it was concept of, uh, in counseling triangles are actually considered very stable. And, uh, for, for me, it was a relationship. I was thinking of growing up that, you know, we, the, um, the boy and the girl are, two edges of the triangle and there's a third identity, you know, in marriage, it's the marriage, you know, um, in a relationship that's faith-based, it's God. Um, so for me, it was the concept of a triangle and the concept that, that you're falling like gravity towards something better. So anyway, uh, for me, it's something that's inspired. And then, um, somehow I end up meeting the person who it seems to click with. So for you, I immediately thought of that garnet with the triangle stone and had just, uh, procured it maybe a month before I we met. Well, that's very, very interesting. You know, what what made me want to interview you was, you know, I've been thinking so much about creativity and how creative people basically create something out of nothing, right? And so for you, you know, the idea of intuition or you don't really know where it even comes from, you know, seems to to be, for, for me at least, kind of we need to open ourselves up to that in life to be creative with our life. You know, we want to have it look a certain way, but we also have to be open to, wow, you know, I have a movement or an intuition or a sense of what that's going to look like. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but let me flesh it out, so to speak. So that sounds like that's kind of your process. Yeah. And just to, I don't know who might be listening to this wonderful podcast that you have, Ted, which is such a brilliant idea. I love Ted in the head. (laughs) It's so cute. And awesome. Um, but anyway, for listeners, I, I want to encourage those who are maybe in the point they're, they're wrestling, you know, should I follow the ideas that I put down that I want this, this, and this, and this, that's how I grew up. I grew up very structured with 
you know, lists for things. And, um, and as I gotten older and my faith has grown and I, my creativity has grown, I've learned to trust my intuition and that intuition is a much deeper than my, actually than my mind. Sometimes my thoughts, because my mind is constructed of experiences and thoughts and patterns from the past. And it may not be ready for something that's going to be part of your future that you're intuitively, you know, you sense. So. Wow. That's just, that's really mind blowing. Um, <laughs> let me ask you, do you have an overriding philosophy or, or guiding principle for your art? I mean, maybe you haven't thought about this, but do you have some guiding principle that guides you when you create? Uh, that's a good question. No, I really try not to. When I come into a situation, I think about the person first, which is how I approach my counseling. I look at the person. Everybody's so unique. I know I'm super unique myself. I don't want to be cookie cuttered. And often when people do that or I do that to myself, it doesn't fit. So I love it. So for instance, for you, Ted, when I met you, I got a sense of who you are. And and we both had mutual admiration for each other. I mean, immediately you told me, you noticed something. I said, you have a really welcoming spirit, Ted, and what you do clearly sets people free of a lot of barriers and a lot of traps. And what you do is to me kind of miraculous. Um, and so I'm thinking about it and thinking about, um, the value of what you bring. And so when I collect those data bits, my, and my creativity kind of pulls from something a little deeper that I sense in you, some design just comes to mind. Uh, for you is a signet ring with that particular gar garnet in it because garnets to me mean passion and purpose and you definitely help people find their passion and, and like set them free so they could truly pursue it and you help them be focused so they can find that purpose. So it's beautiful. Yeah, I really like that. And you knew that it was going to be like a signet ring on, on the pinky. I remember at one point I was like, oh, I on want it to be finger. on my... Yeah. ring finger. And then I, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, no, 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 it needs to be on my pinky. And well, then when I told you that, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you already had that <laughs> I had a sense out. already. And I thought, Ted, yours needs to be on the pinky because it symbolizes something different. On a fourth finger, it's more balanced. You know, it's a little bit more traditional. But I mean, pink, when you think about a signet ring, it's a power ring. It's a very personal ring. And what you do for people is help them discover their power too. So the process for you has to mimic that, what your work and who you are, the essence of Ted has to be in that design. To me, that's my biggest love and challenge. I love being challenged that way. The more creative, the better, and the more meaningful, the, more, the better for me. Love it. So I made the decision that I, like, yeah. I'm always going to wear this ring like in front of clients. <laughs> but the best thing also is that you worked on another ring, right. a silver pinky ring that I had. You mm -hmm. could put a piece of yourself in there. Onyx. <laughs> I lost a piece of, you the, did. of the jewel. The stone. And, you, and it's handmade. It yeah, it was originally handmade in Mexico, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was told. So like both of them are like mm -hmm. from Alita Design. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. it was cool. fun. It was, it was really fun to work on it. Thanks, Ted, for the opportunity. You're welcome. How long does it take you to create a piece of jewelry, typically? The creation piece of any part of my line is extremely fast. Uh, I, I honestly am very blessed and grateful uh, to kind of have creativity oozing from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the actual tangible process of making it takes about, I, I would say, most to most clients from start to finish about a month. But I think those clients who really trust the process 
and that it'll come across, you know, they're, they're clear about what they want, but at the same time, they may not have to be clear. Maybe they just want a feeling. Maybe they just want something captured. And they give me a couple adjectives. I sometimes ask husbands, mm. Hey, you want to get your wife something or your girlfriend, something, tell me five things about her that you love about her. And I, I take those bits and elements and create something that captures that. Mm. So that's the basis of like yeah. custom jewelry. Yes. Is uh, there a particular style that you call your jewelry designs? I mean, I don't know anything about jewelry, but right. is it a name that applies to your designs? Good question. Um, good question. Um, I do for heritage jewelry per se air on something that I know they're going to want to pass down. It captures something so personal and it will last. Usually we use materials that are like white gold, 14 karat white gold or yellow gold or rose gold and or platinum, you know, and then that that gets passed down to to kids in the future. And I, my style is it ranges between super creative to very traditional, depending on what the client wants, what's comfortable for you, Ted. I probably wouldn't do something really distracting and really extraordinary off the top, you know, crazy, like something I would do for the runway per se. I wouldn't do that for you because what you do is help people find their passion. I wouldn't want to distract from their own process. So that's not who your personality is. You're, mm. you're not that kind of person, mm. but yeah. Not normally. Not okay. Well, maybe outside this, <laughs> your office, you are, <laughs> you're right. Now, I know that you, you know, I've watched some of your videos and checked out your website, and I know that um, a large part of what you do is donating money to different charities. So how does that work? I mean, what's going well, on Well, I started, that? I started by creating a piece for a charity, and my business has grown and morphed, but... Um, my original intent was to partner with nonprofits to help because my family has a 41 year old nonprofit. I grew up helping with it. It's mass media actually doing radio. <laughs> it's funny. We're doing this now because I was like one of those kids on the radio, my parents radio station. And you know, they're like, we need kids voices. And it'd be my sisters and I like make noise, you know? So, and we were the backstage hands helping with big productions. I still help them, but, um, occasionally really not as much as we were when we were growing up. But regardless, um, you know, uh, we, we really, uh, oh no, Ted, remind me your question. I just completely blanked. I'm sorry. I'm, um, I got lost in childhood the memories. Money donation thing. Yes. Okay. That's the point. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping. All right. I'm a horrible, like prolific storyteller but, and bunny trail person. Okay. Back to how that started. So I wanted to originally help nonprofits because I grew up so closely with that and decades of nonprofit work before, um, I, I did a little stint in corporate and then started my businesses. So um, my intent was to work with the board and the founder and create a piece that really captured their message and then that they could use that as a wearable symbol and then raise funds with it and it would capture their 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 message. Um, and we I do still work with a couple of nonprofits who do that. But for the most part, you know, I started um, I started going to Africa once and actually started a commerce project there that a young orphan is making pieces that help his village and community uh, provide these things called Q drums that provide water, um, easily transport water from wells to homes. Women don't have to carry big things on their head or hips. They could, you know, a little kid can roll this big innovative Q drum. Um, and then we have pieces that help women out of trafficking um, or, um, it's a buy one, get a uh, gift one. And we work with treasures nonprofit and the necklace itself is a design that tells a woman she's valued. She's, uh, loved 
She has purpose. She's priceless. So we donate over 200 pieces so far to women um, around LA. Wow. And wow. also military widows. We work, we have a piece that's commissioned by a Congress charter nonprofit that is called Gold Star Wives of America. And I work with them too. Wow. That's impressive. Now, don't you also donate like a portion of the proceeds or yes, you work, you across with people? the board? Yeah. Across the board now, it's just to make it more simple because, you know, uh, it depends on what causes approach us and things. Um, but we do have a 10% um, give back. And so uh, generally sales, 10% will go towards um, a cause. Hmm. Wow. That's, I don't, I know very few people that do that. That's impressive. Mm. Thank you. Um, so in your opinion, what's the most important thing in your opinion about what you do? What do you think is the most important thing about Elita Designs? Mm. That's a great question, Ted. Um, for me on the personal level, I just love, love it when somebody, um, my intent with creating jewelry is to take lessons, life lessons that I'm going through right now, where I've noticed friends or clients going through creating something that captures the design captures a message. It comes with a piece. Uh, for instance, remembrance ring is start to discipline of being grateful is counting your blessings, remembering the amazing things, you know, over your life and doing it on a daily practice because we know that shifts your brain chemistry, Ted, right? And it also shifts the atmosphere, shifts how you look at life and, and where you're at now. And so I, it's a daily thing for me and sometimes a daily battle. So that's why I wear two of them on my fingers <laughs> to remind myself. So that's part of my hope for people. Um, with custom stuff, it's a little bit more personal. Obviously, it's something that captures lots of memories or intent for them personally, but regardless jewelry, um, it's not just, just jewelry. It's something that is a symbol for mm. somebody that really helps them focus and call for something a little different. So, so to sum all of that up, you, you want to create jewelry that's meaningful or yeah. carries some meaning or message sure. that's important to the person and maybe even on, on a larger scale. Yeah. It could be they're going through a transition. It could be, they want some transformation in their life. They're wearing that could be, um, uh, something to commemorate, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's prettier than a tattoo. Can't pass a tattoo down. <laughs> In fact, yeah, I grew up with a pretty traditional dad and didn't want us to actually have ears pierced, cut our hair short or get tattoos. So jewelry is totally fine. I mean, there are, there are now well, my sisters do have pierced, ear pierced and things like that and short hair, but regardless, and yeah. yeah. Nothing against any of that. No, absolutely not. No. I'd rather have a ring. Um, Custom so, tattoos are cool. Wow. So, I mean, this podcast could go on for a long time because there's so many aspects of your business and, and creativity that I'm interested in. Um, like, for instance, the whole idea of working with your hands and working with materials. You know, this is something that is going by the wayside um, anymore. You know, everything's created by machines or created on assembly line. But, you know, custom piece or custom furniture, you know, those things are becoming very rare. Custom watchmaking, you know, so... Um, I think if I, if I wasn't doing hypnotherapy, I would be doing something, mm. making something with my hands. Mm. I thought about becoming a flute maker mm. one time, Fun. but 
I love music. Yeah. Well, I grew up playing classical music. I love that. Oh, no kidding. Well, we'll have to talk about that some other time, <laughs> right. okay? No, another time, definitely. I have one last question, and that is, are there any suggestions or tips you can give to any of our listeners that are creative people mm. that want to create a business out of marketing their art or their creations or their designs? Is there any suggestions you can give to them? Well, I certainly wouldn't say I'm an expert at it. I'm definitely a designer head. <laughs> but I, I think that the most important thing is to recognize what makes your brand, what makes you unique, first of all, because everybody is, capture that and then put that forward in your business because that then sets you apart from somebody else who's maybe a jeweler or somebody else who's doing the same line of work. Everybody serves a, a very unique niche, I think. So... I would say for marketing and, and uh, also I've gotten great advice from people who are much more knowledgeable about it, but uh, it's, it's being able to recognize the impact you have, highlight that impact and then share that with other people. Because for instance, Ted, you might share, you know, the impact your ring has on you with, with me and I'm, I'm glowing and I'm grateful because I'm just like, yes, I, I did this thing, you know, that I wanted for Ted and, and another client might say the same, but if I don't share that, with people, then they're not sure what kind of results, you know? So I think that if for an artist or anybody doing something like that, that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so last question is, you know, there's people listening to this and I'm sure there, there will be people that want to find out more about your designs or what you do. And so how can people get in touch with you? Can you give us your contact information? Certainly they can call me. Actually, I'm really personable. I prefer conversations. I mean, probably my background in marriage family therapy. I love to converse with people. I gather a lot of data that way. And, um, But yes, yeah, 626-200-9349. They can call me at that line. They can email me as well, alita at alitadesigns.com. And this information is also on my website, which is www.alitadesigns.com. Okay, well, excellent. I'm sure that this is not the only piece of jewelry I'll get from you. I think my wife was jealous when I said <laughs> she needs her own yeah, signet probably, ring or yeah. unique piece of jewelry. <laughs> yes, I think that's in the future. That'll so, be fun. Listen, thank you so much for this beautiful piece of jewelry that I'm wearing um, every day. Too. Thank you so much for coming and being my yeah. guest. Best of luck and success to you. Thank you. you. And um, thanks thank for you. being on my podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. All right, then. Take care. Okay, thanks. Thank you for listening to Ted In Your Head. This podcast has absolutely nothing to do with TED Talks, TEDx, or any other TED except me, Ted A. Moreno. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti for his help in producing this podcast. For more information about me and what I do, you can go to my website at tedmoreno.com. Please connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Twitter. And finally, remember what T.S. Eliot said, We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time.